morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad. Uh, we have a good show coming up this week and again next week also. Let me just preview next week's show uh, before we jump into this week's show. Next week, we're going to be joined by uh, a few members from the OU Kosher Department talking about um, the concept of koshering our homes as well as what new foods uh, are coming to the market as we all gear up uh, for Pesach. Coming up in this edition of the Jewish Reaction, I'm joined by Revitzin Judy Steinig, who in addition to being the Revitzin at the Young Israel of Bayside is also the Associate Director of Community Services right here at the OU, at the Orthodox Union. We're going to be talking about upcoming programming geared towards the single population. Uh, there's a, sp- a specific event uh, coming up in uh, just a few days, specifically geared towards singles over the age of 35. Uh, Rebbitz and Judy Steinig, welcome to the Jewish Reaction. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. It's great to have you back again. Uh, last time you were here, we had a little bit of a different uh, conversation, <laughs> but this time let's try to focus on uh, the singles in the Jewish communities. Maybe even before we get into it, maybe just discuss a little bit about why it's so important to have programming for the Jewish population, the singles Jewish population. Well, as everyone knows, one of our primary uh, reasons for, uh, for being alive is to find the right zivik, to find our right mate, and uh, to make Jewish families. And we've seen in the past number of years that that's not happening quite as often as we would like. Certain singles are finding it more of a challenge. Many of them are, most of them, are very talented, attractive men and women, but for varying reasons, perhaps they went to uh, schools that were all male or all female, uh, perhaps they're just not connected up with people, but for whatever reason, many singles are having a tremendous challenge meeting the right person. So it's the obligation of different organizations to do events and create scenarios where they can meet in a comfortable situation. And that's what the Orthodox Union is looking to do. So uh, you, as a Rebetzin and have been, being, been around within the Jewish community for many years, you're more familiar with this. Um, how effective and efficient are these singles programs in terms of allowing the young or the, even the I'm going to say old, but, you know, the above, let's say, 30 or 35 age group uh, to meet each other. How effective do they become, not in terms of necessarily bringing a marriage out of it, but at least getting them to interact more and to meet members of the opposite sex, which might lead to maybe they have a friend who might be better, you know, for somebody that they've met at a program. I think what you hit on your last statement is exactly it. If if all the different organizations tracked all of the marriages that came out, I don't know what how good the statistics would be, but there's all that second uh, level of suppose somebody meets somebody and that person has a friend. There's a lot of uh, traffic that way where people can say, oh, well, I met through such and such a situation. Look, we're hearing now of all the people that over the years that met through NCSY, and that's right. wonderful for the Absolutely. Orthodox Union. So we need to ha- create more scenarios. What I tell singles when they'll say to me, well, am I going to meet somebody there? I can't possibly know where they're going You'll to meet. definitely meet somebody. I we don't, don't know if you're right. going to meet the I don't right know if, if you're going to meet the, the prince or princess charming of your dreams, but we could know for certain if you sit at home in your house reading a book or watching TV, you are certainly not going to meet somebody that way. Right. That, we can, that you, we can tell them for sure. I'll tell you now, you know, working at Yachad, we're now working on Belong, our annual magazine. We also have a featured story about couples who met their basher 
at, at a Yachad program. So really, it's not only about going to an event or specifically looking for it. Sometimes you could be lucky enough that it finds you, but you still need to take that step and put yourself in a p- position or a situation where you can be found or where you you can meet your Basharat or your future spouse. And I would also say just like when a person is going on various job interviews, that one interview might not land him the job or land her the job, but it increases one's abilities to interact, that maybe that wasn't going to be the interview, the right interview, but what they will find is that they learn certain skills, so that if somebody goes to an event or goes on a date or goes away for a Shabbos, and they find that they learn how to speak. Maybe there's a little anecdote they told that they got a wonderful reception on. Oh, maybe they'll use that the next time. But to me, skills are very important. And it's if somebody sits at home by themselves, they're not increasing their skills. So let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Uh, in, in terms of speaking about building skills and in terms of interacting with um, potential dates or people that you might that somebody might want to go out with, I know this from experience and from friends that at some point you kind of like it's hard to get, you know, let's say excited or built up about going to, oh, it's another singles event or, oh, it's another program or, oh, I'm still single. How do you encourage young singles to keep not to keep the hope alive, but to to not fall into the this is never going to happen for me kind of image in our head? Well, for one thing, when they when they get to that point, and for some it can happen even after the first date or two uh, at sure. a very young age, whatever somebody gets to that point, I would say take a break. That perhaps at that moment um, it's not the right time to 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 continue going out. But at a, but then take a, a break, whether it's two weeks, a month, work on yourself. And, and if somebody finds that they've just burnt out, maybe that's the time that they might want to look and find a coach or a therapist or somebody to speak to that will positively interact. Maybe it'll be a rabbi. Um, I would suggest perhaps it should not be other single friends who are also burnt out. That's probably not going to be the That's best. That's not going to be as efficient yeah, or as effective. Because as I think everyone's just feeding mode. off of each other's, you know, miserable, you know, misery, and that's not going to necessarily be the best way. But speak to somebody who can give good advice. Somebody that perhaps you can role play. Maybe a, a, a married friend or a Rebbitzin in the community, or somebody can look and you can say, you know, this is what I've been doing. And somebody else might just say, you know, did you ever think that that might not be the best story to tell, the best joke, that maybe you want to go in a different direction? And sometimes little things like that could be the problem. It could be that somebody has been not been dating the right type of people. Um, so you have to kind of take a step backwards and self-analysis is always good to see what's going on. But then to get right back into it, you can't, don't make that break for too long. So you just brought up an interesting point about it's possible that somebody's not dating the right type of person. We were talking off air right before we started the show um, about the importance of remembering and keeping in mind what you're saying and how you're describing people. Uh, yes, but often, and as a Rebbitson, I can tell you, and I'm sure everybody who's listening to the show has been asked at one time or uh, at one time or another to find out somebody calls you for a reference on a single, and it's so important to be careful of what is said. Certainly, if there is any question, you should ask a competent posek about how to answer. But just it's somebody who's a good person, a nice guy, a nice girl. But you personally, you don't see it. It's not a shidduch that you think should happen. 
unless you know that one of those two individuals has a serious, serious issue. And again, that's where uh, Shiloh certainly should be asked. But if you think, if it's not something of an anger nature or something else, you just, you don't see it. She's too quiet or he's too lively or something else. You don't see it. But you know something? It's not your place to say that because you don't know whether this could be the perfect match. I can tell you of a story way back when, when I lived on the Upper West Side, there were two individuals, I'll call them uh, George and Amy, that lived uh, that lived in our area and our whole Hevra, we used to all spend time together. I am sure that this these two people came to our Shabbos table. I lived with a bunch of uh, young women, and we had lots and lots of big Shabbos meals. And I will bet you this couple, this, these two people came, and probably there was one or two times they were probably together. And she was a very spiritual social worker, and he was the real salt of the earth. And I can't imagine the two of them ever talking to each other without killing each other. Let alone if, get right. married. <laughs> if anybody would have asked any one of us, we would have said, you've got to be crazy. Well, guess what? They didn't ask us, and we found out years later that they had the chutzpah to fall in love and get married. The they chutzpah. didn't ask any of us, and they're happy now. Right. Not Those are not their names. They don't live around here. But we heard about this, and to me, I bring this up with different names all the time, because this is a couple, if anybody would have been asked, they, we couldn't have seen them saying anything so to each other. how does that interact with, let's say you have a shachan speaking to another shachan, and let's say... One, you know, so let's say you're being one shach and you'll say to this person, he's very lively, he's very energetic, he's very, he's loud and bubbly and funny and an outgoing kind of guy. And she'll, the, the other shach will say back to you, well, this girl is more subdued. I don't think it's right. Is that, I assume that would be your place then to talk that out with her. I mean, if other things like, are right. People might be looking for a very specific kind of guy or girl, but that might not be what's right. How do you change that mentality for them? I mean, sometimes you just have to try to go out and see what's going to work. I would say there are other things that, I mean, unless somebody is so certain that the girl has said to her, I don't want somebody who's so outgoing, I'm not comfortable with it. In that case, then that maybe that's the right, the right way to go. But if somebody is talking about, you t- you hear about a girl or a guy who's with it or not with it, sometimes, and, and other people perceive them, uh, young men in yeshiva may see another uh, yeshiva guy in a certain way, but maybe a girl going out is not going to see the certain the same way. Just because he learns a certain way, that's not necessarily the way he's going to be on a date. Sometimes in a work in a work environment, you have a colleague that behaves a certain way in the office. But that doesn't mean that's going to be the. And then maybe it bothers you, but it may be that with his future wife, he'll be something entirely different. I would say the things that are more uh, important to think about. Are, you know, are they within a comfortable range of hashkafa? Is their education more compatible? I mean, I don't know that uh, a Bare High School graduate would, would necessarily want to, you know, would somebody in a PhD want to, you know, would they have the same intellectual interest as, you know, those might be other criteria that are I mean, more important. Somebody who has a PhD would not necessarily, or maybe should not be necessarily set up with, let's right. say, a high school dropout. May, but maybe at a singles event, they'd, they'd, they'd meet each other and it might work. Right, it might happen on its which own. Which is one of the wonderful reasons for singles events or more interactive situations, a Shabbos meal, um just meeting each other at a simcha because you get to sometimes break down those barriers that shidduch resumes 
you know, don't help. So I have two questions here before we get into the topic of talking about the actual event. Uh, and these are both things that have come up that I've heard about recently. Let's say when somebody was talking about, you know, maybe we should set up person A with person B. Um, where is the place or is there a place for let's say, family history. If there is something in the family, either the parents are divorced and it was very messy, or the mother might have or perceived to have some issues, or the father has some issues, it's not the one who you're looking to set up themselves, but it's their parents or their family that might have a cloud about them. Okay, I I can understand where people are concerned, but let's be honest, what family doesn't have some cloud or some skeleton somewhere way back when? Is there the, the question is, is there a genetic history or is there a genetic component to that? I'm and not that, talking about genetic testing. Okay, so I'm, I'm saying, about that. So if there isn't a genetic issue, if the father has some anger issues, then one might want to see how is this young lady or this young man, how have they gone past the divorce? You could have some kids that handled it terribly, or you could have perhaps a young man saw horrible things in his family, but he himself made a concerted effort to say, this is not the way I want to conduct myself. Maybe he took all his siblings and tried to raise them, and maybe he would be the perfect candidate. I would say one has to look into that person and see how the whole package runs. I mean, look into the, the not the son, or in this, in this case, the son, but the girl who you're looking to set up with the son. Look at her personality to see, see how, how you, you think know, she would cope with this extra right. information. And I would say that one has to, there, we hear often that people heal, check into health issues. Somebody has, there's a cardiac issue in the family. There's cancer. There's diabetes. There's something like this in almost every family. But sometimes when we hear about it, ah, it's not perfect, not going to be. And to me, this is such a crime. Because for one thing, who doesn't have a history of something in their family? Right. But even when it's one of the two individuals being set up, if I've been told on certain, well, we're, we're not ready for that. I guess my concern is if you're not ready for that, what are you ready for? Are you only ready for the are ideal you ready situation? For the, uh, okay, because but that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And what happens, Chas v'Shalom, if the week after Shavar Brachas, someone is diagnosed with something? Well, they well, were perfect when right. you... What happens then? What happens if someone's in a car accident? Right. What ha- I mean, anything can happen. Which So I would say, before we start talking about what we can't cope with, I think we need to have young men and young women... Who have better coping skills because life is challenging and we have all sorts of things that can happen and if we're not ready for that challenge then that to me is a bigger disaster it could be that they're going to be in perfect health and they can have god forbid a child with special needs and those special needs can be as generic as a learning disability right but if the parents are both brilliant individuals it's going to be difficult for them to deal with that child with learning disabilities, but they're going to have to. Right, and they will. Th- th- that's part of it. Or maybe there'll be a fertility problem or a thousand other things that can happen. But part of this is where, as Orthodox Jews, we're supposed to have a Muna. We're supposed to know that these challenges that we're supposed to be dealing with, we're supposed to have the Amuna to deal with them. And if we keep, you know, knocking people off because... He has an allergy or she has um, whatever issue in the family. 
Um, suppose you find out that somebody went to therapy. That's not a bad thing. Right. That's but a it ha- good right. thing. It has that vibe around you know, it. But every, take you a know, step back to look at it to and look it's a and good see thing. that this was something positive. If the person made positive moves in their life, why should we punish them? Why should we say, no, no, you're not good enough for me? You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad. And I'm being joined by Rebbe and Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of Community Services here at the OU at the Orthodox Union. And we're discussing uh, the singles situation within the uh, broad Jewish community as it is. Uh, Rebbe and Steinig, another question that I had jotted down while we were talking is, and you brought it up, is the con- the concept of the genetic testing. Um that it's become more and more of a a given that young couples who are dating should go for genetic testing to see who is a match for what and are they at risk or running the risk of having a child with uh, some kind of genetic disease. Um, a few weeks ago, going back maybe even a few months, you had done a program yeah. uh, through the OU with um, one of the doctors at the Einstein Genetic Testing Center. Um, and run this program, ex- teaching Robinsons and explaining to them it was about the the BRCA gene, the BRCA1 yeah. gene, mm-hmm. um, about the dangers and just the knowledge of what to do and how to look out for and to encourage uh, genetic testing. How do you address le- what happens if um, a potential chassan and kala or two people who are dating are a match for a genetic disease? Okay, so for one thing, uh, there are various ways to go about testing. There is, of course, Dorya Shoram, which is the more Haredi community uses that. You don't actually find out what you would be a match for, right, but just, just that it's not combined, a good shit-off. Right. Uh, then there, uh, one can go to various labs and be tested. Whatever it is, people should get tested. Uh, if uh, And the smartest thing would be, not enough couples do this, the smartest thing would be is if... It's a couple doing Doria Shoram. Exchange those numbers before you ever go out. While we're checking into where somebody went to nursery school and what the grandmother was like, why aren't we testing then so that you don't have the heartbreak? That so would be if, if, let's say, a couple does do that beforehand, but whatever reason they still went out and they wanted to get married, should they not because of a, a possibility of an increased likelihood of having a genetic disease in the family? Okay, so what they should be doing... What they say about knowledge is power. Okay, and if you, if one is aware that they have some issue and it's a match, then they should immediately, before making those wedding plans, go to uh, a genetic counselor. In fact, uh, when we spoke in December, Dr. Gross was giving us all sorts of information about that. They should go for genetic counseling and find out what their options are. There are many more options nowadays. Some of those options are not necessarily simple. We all like simplicity. Absolutely. But it can still work. It can still work, and these are halachically acceptable. So what they have to do, though, is go for counseling. That is critical. And then make and sure that's that that's... And that's something that can be done while they're dating? Yes. Yes. Before, it, should, it should go before before they get married so that they can make an informed decision whether this is going to work for them. But they should know what their situation is. And what the options that are available to them are. Absolutely, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Another question, this actually came up last night. My wife and I were actually on the phone with somebody trying to to set them up. And a question that someone asked us was, would the girl, and maybe this comes up more in the modern Orthodox world than the modern Orthodox world, um, would the girl be willing to go out with a guy who either is in or plans to go into Chinuch? 
um, and Jewish communal work, as opposed to, let's say, somebody who's going to become a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. Uh, what role does or should, for both the male and the female, the profession play in deciding on a shidduch? I mean, I would think it's we have young women and young men who that's exactly what they want. Others that hadn't planned on it. Look, you're speaking to somebody who's been married to uh, a rabbi for almost 33 years. I can tell you it was, in, in fact, when I, when I do shidduch talks and when I speak to rabbits, I will say my own personal experience. Believe me, I never expected to marry a rabbi. And when I got off the phone on our first conversation, I said to my close friend who had set us up, I said, you're not going to believe it. He's going into abundance. And we both said, <laughs> she said, you're going to be a rabbi. We just started cracking End up. This now. I would have been Stop the least the likely to, 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 to ever be involved. But do you know something? You look at a certain point and you say, wow, I could do this. And 33 years later, almost, um, you know, it certainly, I certainly never expected to be working in the Jewish communal world myself. I had started, I thought I was going to be a teacher. Then I went in, myself, I went into publishing and then I went in and I worked at National Council of Vegas World for almost 16 years and now I'm at the OU. So we all, our lives can take all sorts of twists and turns. It's a it's it's a crazy road and a crazy way, but you have to kind of go with the flow. Sometimes people have dreams of doing something, and in our present world of finance, it doesn't work. But you can be obsessed with what you thought you wanted. I can't believe now that I could have had a life that was different than what I have now. So I, I think that that's I, I hear you know? what you're saying, but I think that's a very hard point. To, let's say to sell to. The girl, you know, you have a certain, this girl in particular that I'm speaking about has a certain vision of what she wants her life to look like. She might not know exactly A to Z, but she has an idea of a ballpark she's looking at. And with a husband going into either education or chinuch or whatever it is, it it can skew one way versus the other, as opposed to a husband who, let's say, everybody dreams will make it successfully either in finance or in business or in Okay, so I guess I would suggest to people with those dreams, you know, within the white picket fence and everything like that, I would say that we have to maybe tone those down because the guy that's going into finance, well, I don't, I think we want him to be a successful guy. And nowadays we don't know who's going to be, you know, to be that hot lawyer. Laws are very, these are all very difficult fields now. Everything is difficult. So when you have that dream, perhaps somebody was brought up in an, in an affluent community and thinks that's where they're going to, that's not, not going to be happening. So I think we have to kind of fine-tune what we want, whatever he or she is doing. We want that person to be a fine person that has the values that we are. That's the important thing, that we have to share the same values. We certainly need somebody that is going to have some marketable skills in whatever they are, but we also need somebody that if it doesn't work in whatever the career is that he or she wanted, that they can switch around and do something else. If somebody is so defined, I had that vision, that's what I wanted to do, but it might not work. So I think we have to, I would say, speak to that young lady that she's going to have to kind of round out her vision. Is everything else about this young man something that she might want? So let me ask you a follow-up you to know? that. Speaking to that young lady, would it matter if she was, let's say, 22 and saying no to somebody in Chinook versus somebody who's 30 
and saying no to somebody in Chinuch. Meaning at 22, does she have, um, is a bad terminology, but you know, more quote unquote flexibility in terms of being more selective and picky as opposed to once yeah. you... I don't like the word picky. That's, that's, right. that's not a user-friendly word. However, are there... Okay, what you're asking is, are there more dates coming her way? Probably. Right. At 22, presumably but, there'll be more... But the, the truth of the matter is, things can come her way, and if it's not exactly... You know, singles, people always make comments, oh, he's, he's got a shopping list, or she's got you know her list of, I need a this and a that, and whatever... And I think it depends on what's on the list. If menschlichkeit, if if compatible values and a compatible future, if that's on the list, that's fine. But if it's I need a lawyer or I need a doctor and they have to come from this community and they can't come from there and all things like that, that's going to start. She's going to be saying no a lot, and she might be saying no to people that she could have had a wonderful life with. She could also by and saying she, no and a by lot. And by twenty-two, she, she could that. she could be coming. She could be quickly moving up to thirty. But and somebody like you said at twenty-two years old starts saying no a lot. They can start getting that people just assume that they're going to say no, and they might not. Oh, even bother. absolutely. I had there was a young woman um, that quite a number of years ago I was trying to set up. And for varying reasons, I knew she wasn't at the top of different lists. But I knew from knowing her in the community, I knew that she was a fine person, a very bright person. She had a, a nice career. And I had a couple of different people that I wanted to set her up with. First, I heard for one, and I happened to know of this person because he was working with somebody else that I knew, and I heard wonderful things about him. And so first I heard, um, I don't want, don't want to go out with him because I don't want the Chinuch lifestyle. So I tried to explain to I tried to get from what does that mean? I said, we're not, I, I, if somebody said I don't want the Kolo lifestyle, that I understand. And a certain girl has to go into Kolo. That I understand. But I said, Chinuch, I said to her, I said, well, you know me, you know my husband's in Chinuch. I said, we own cars, we own a home. We, right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that we're going to the Bahamas every week, but, you know, we certainly, so I don't understand what that, and she refused to go out. Then, I found somebody else who already had a career and was doing nicely. And that also wasn't good. Why? Because she spoke to people who told her, he's not for you. And just left it at and that. And just left it at that. And I couldn't get a discussion. I couldn't hear. Was there something terrible about, you know, was he, was there anger? She couldn't find anything else. And I don't think there was anything like that. He got married very soon after. It was, I heard recently that the young woman got married, but she was already in her 30s. But it was. But to me, I'm not going to waste my time, and nor, neither is any other person who deals in this parsha with someone who's saying no and no and no, because there are plenty of people that are enthusiastic and appreciative and will say yes. And if they are saying no and there isn't a good concrete reason, um, they probably will get lots of no's. So some people are kind of shooting themselves without meaning Realize, to. right. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yacha, and I'm being joined today by Rebetz and Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of Community Services here at the OU, discussing uh, the singles community and the singles situation as it is now uh, in the Jewish community. Uh, one other question before we discuss uh, actual singles programming and dating opportunities. I wanted to ask a question about uh, intimidation. Um, the other way, meaning where the woman let's say, is has a loftier 
career aspiration or a woman who's in medical school or planning to go to medical school. A lot of times guys won't be interested in dating a woman going into medicine. That's uh, what I've recently the reason heard. That I, ask, I married a doctor. Oh, okay. My, so my you wife were... is a doctor and I work in the Jewish communal world. So, um, so you're very open-minded and, very I, and open-minded. I'd say you should let more people know about that. I've heard this from a lot of young women and I just find it so sad. And the women I've heard it from would make wonderful wives and mothers. And I just hope that they find somebody as open-minded as you. I'll tell you, my wife is a wonderful wife and an incredible mother. No question. And she has a lot of friends who are, I'm going to use the word being handicapped, because they're in medical school or they're doing residency. so sad. And they're great girls, but people are more reluctant to go out with somebody. Right. I mean, some people, I would say it takes... A guy with a positive self-image to date somebody who might be perceived of as more intelligent or a, a sharper level. But I think everybody has to... I consider to... myself lucky that I married somebody smarter okay. than me. Good for me. And but I'm why, sure she feels is... lucky, too. But uh, I, I think, so. <laughs> But I think it's a matter that we have to work on our own self-images, that we don't find things like that intimidating. I know uh, one couple in my community where... Um, it's it's not medicine where the woman has a very high power career, and the the man is uh, has a let's say more of a blue collar job. But I've never seen a happier couple. They have they've been married for probably close to thirty years. So wh- however it is, they make it work, and I think that's what people have to do. They have to stop analyzing and stop finding reasons to say no. If you find somebody that you can have a great date with and you laugh and you think it's terrific, stop get, letting other things get in your way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that sometimes people just put up their own blockers more as like a, a defense mechanism. Like, You're you afraid. know, what? I'm I, afraid I understand that it isn't going to work out. I'm better off not trying it. And I think that's a mentality that a lot of guys yeah. and girls have nowadays is, oh, well, this isn't going to work out. Somebody told me something about him that he did three years ago, or I know that she went somewhere four years ago, and I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm just going to say no off the bat. And for a lot of the times, as the, the shadchan, as the person trying to set them up, it's hard to break them out of that mentality of, no, this isn't going to work out. It's And I understand it from their side. I understand as as the one who's single, I understand that it's very hard to just every time there's an event or every time there's a program or every time somebody calls to get excited and to get dressed up and to look forward to and anticipate as opposed to dread the upcoming date or event. I understand that. And it's very easy for me as somebody who's already happily married, as somebody who's trying to be the shachan, to say, what's the worst that could happen? Just go to the event. You never know. But it's hard to... It's hard. It's hard. It's hard when people want to, you know, go away for a Shabbaton that's a whole weekend. You feel vulnerable. Absolutely. People feel vulnerable. But you can, as I keep saying, if you're sitting at home, you're safe. You are safe in your home. But that's all you're going to be. And you're alone in your home. And you're alone. And you're alone. Uh, or if you're with a bunch of friends, fine, you're with a bunch of friends. But that's still going... You don't want to be with that same bunch of friends all of you the same way in another 15 or 20 years. Sometimes you have to go out of your comfort zone and do something that's a little scary. And maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be awful. My feeling is if it's awful, at least maybe you'll have a great story to share with your friends. <laughs> there should always be a good story that comes from it. But if it's it. awful, it's that much harder to jump in feet first and do it again. Right, right, right. It's, and but that's, that's the bravery, hard part to get over. But maybe when it takes... but. 
but the truth of the matter is, if you've had some uncomfortable experiences or other things that have happened, when you find that right person, and with God's help, you will, just think of how much more you're going to appreciate it. So it's interesting you say that. I have a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, a few weeks ago who just recently got engaged. Um, would you, now saying to that person now, as somebody who's 29, 30, 31, 32, now that you found your somebody, you're engaged and you're going to get married, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? You know, would it be keep on dating, you're doing the right thing, or it's not going to work out anyways until you're 28, 29, why push it? And I think that's a very interesting thing to think about if you're the person dating. Ten years ago, would you have rather have gotten married at 22, or would you rather be married now, now that you know you found the right person for you, at 30? I think it doesn't matter whether someone's 22, 25, or 30. It's got to be with the right person at the right time. There are plenty of singles that you see getting married at 18, 19, who are not... It's they're not ready, but why are, why are they getting married? Some of them are getting married because they don't want to be that single at 29 right. and 30. But it has to be if somebody – I recently went to a wedding of a young woman who was, I think, probably about 20. And normally that makes me a little nervous. But in this person's case, I see she has a lot of skills and is very accomplished. And I, with God's help, this couple will make it. I've seen other couples – I've been to weddings that um, – didn't get past a few weeks. I mean, I think it depends on the coping skills, the maturity. I mean, getting married, when we talk about, whenever they talk about a boy or a girl getting married, that always makes me, I get a queasy feeling. They shouldn't be boys and girls getting married. Right. They should be, be young and men woman, and right. young women who have the abilities, the maturity to deal with what life is going to bring it, push at them, and there's going to be a lot there. So I think that's interesting that you, that you bring that up. I think that's a, a different it's a situation that we have to deal with now in the Jewish community in that there are so many I'm going to use the word younger kids or young kids getting married now at 19 at 20 at 21 when for a lot of them I find at least in the you know in my, in my world in the Yeshiva University world in the modern orthodox world there are so many people who go to Israel for the year then they have to go to Israel for 2 years and then they come back and they're still on their you know quote unquote religious high and then they get married to somebody, but they don't end up staying where they are religiously. And now it could be that husband and wife started out in the same place religiously. But now two years later, when they're of the old age of 22, 23, they're on different playing fields religiously. Right. That can be very sad. I often hear uh, from mothers who will give me a call. They'll hear that I'm involved with singles. And, you know, my daughter's coming back from seminary and I want to get her started. And and you, there is a frantic level in their in their voices. And the first thing I will say is, well, instead of getting her dates, make sh- get her registered for college. Right. Get her the education that she needs. And I've always said when I've done other speaking, I can live with a girl coming home from because she's a girl coming home from seminary, coming home from her Shauna Olive, who's hysterical. She has to get married. That same girl, a year before that was hysterical that she didn't get into the seminary of her choice. And the year before that didn't get the geo production part she wanted. And probably the year before that didn't get invited to somebody's party. Girls are hysterical. They're doing their job. That's what they're supposed to do. Okay, what I have bigger difficulties with are their hysterical mothers. Mothers have to be a mom and say to the young ladies who are coming back 
that, no, you're not going to date for six months or a year. You're going to wait until you're ready. And no, don't worry that 10 other girls in the class just got engaged. That's If that's what their mothers want to do, that's fine. But we don't have to do that. We can wait until you're ready, till you will make yourself a better wife and a better mother. We don't get married because the rest of the girls are doing it. That is an but awful that, that reason <laughs> for getting married. But, I mean, that adds an incredible amount oh, it's of pressure, definitely pressure to the girl who's not, not married. Oh, it's definitely, definitely difficult. Um, but when a, when a young woman waits and has that education and has marketable skills and maybe some money saved in the bank, then later on when she... And she might look at the world a little bit different. Her vision might be different then. And that vision might be the one that will set her on her path that she will have later on. The vision she has when she just got, you know, off the plane is going to be a little bit different. That's definitely yeah. true. Uh, you're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm sitting here with Revitz and Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of Community Services here at the OU. If you want to get in touch with either of us, you can feel free to do so, either in terms of singles programming or single stories or anything of the like. You can always reach out to me at Ellie at NachumSiegel.com or to Revitz and Steinig at Steinig, S-T-E-I-N, I-G-J at O-U dot org. Uh, and Steiner, we're talking about, so we've been talking a lot about singles, but now let's talk a little bit about specifically singles programming. And we spoke at the beginning of the show, um, you know, why it's necessary and important to have this programming. The O-U, under your leadership, has been doing a lot of singles programming. So let's speak a little bit about what the O-U okay. has been doing, and then we'll get into this specific event uh, okay, coming so up in the we'll, next few days. Right now, we are taking a whole different uh, turn with our singles programming, and what we want to do is programming in general that will have a chesed nature to it. And when I I mean that, I'm speaking about programming that it allows the singles to go and help others. So what we are doing uh, this Sunday night, March 30th, at Young Israel of New Hyde Park, uh, this, we are calling it a chesed chagiga. And um, the singles will have the opportunity to mix and mingle while they're doing mitzvot. And what we will be doing on Sunday night, and by the way, this is an event for singles over 35. For the singles who are considered a little bit older, perhaps they've been divorced, maybe there was a broken engagement, maybe there was one is a widow or a widower, uh, this is an event that we want for older singles, if somebody is in their uh, late 20s, this is not for you. We're going to have something else for you after Pesach. Stay tuned. But this this is an event uh, that is sponsored by the Orthodox Union Singles Connection, North Shore University Hospital, and Young Israel of New Hyde Park. And what the singles will be doing when they first arrive is they will be assembling packages for patients at North Shore University Hospital with uh, a Pesach gift. It'll have um, different items that somebody who is chas v'shalem in the hospital over Pesach, something to make them feel a little bit more at home. Uh, Rabbi Daniel Coleman, of North, who is the chaplain of North Shore, uh, will be bringing uh, the various uh, pieces of the package to us at Young Israel of New Hyde Park. 
and the singles will get together and they're going to make up packages. Uh, and while they're doing this assembling, that is a wonderful time to sit there and talk to each other while you say, pass me the grape juice. Say, hey, where are you from? Or what's your name? And what's your name? Well, they'll have name tags. Everybody's okay. going to have a name tag. So look at the name tags. Um, and they'll spend some of the time making up these packages. And then they will be enjoying a delicious dairy buffet from Green Olive, who I have heard wonderful things about this restaurant. Um, and then following dinner, we will be having interactive table dating. And this way, the um, and people will be switching tables so that all of the goal is that all of the men at the event will meet all of the women and vice versa. And in this relaxed and comfortable setting, and by the way, anybody who goes to this event to do chesed, what a wonderful reason to meet somebody. You met while you were doing a mitzvah. Isn't that amazing? So we're hoping, you know, uh, to hear from people. We have so far a nice turnout that right now I can tell you is both, is half men and half women. And we intend to keep it that way. Uh, if we see that there's an imbalance, we will put some on a waiting list. Uh, but please, please, please don't show up at the door. Sign up, sign up as early as you can. I don't want to see you on Sunday night if I haven't heard from you in advance. We want to be able to have things in a very organized fashion. So we do need to hear from you. Uh, the cost of the event, uh, we had said initially it was $36 but we're, we're, um, and then $45 uh, by today. But actually, because you're just hearing this today, we are going to be extending that um, until Thursday. Until Thursday, we're going to keep it at $36. So you need to go to uh, www.oucommunity.org slash singles um, and registration is there or if you have any problem accessing it for any reason or your internet is down call me at 212-613-8188 and we'll talk you through the process uh, you can also email me at steinigj that's s-t-e-i-n-i-g J at OU.org, and I will get right back to you as soon as possible. Uh, the event itself is taking place, as we said, Sunday, that's this Sunday, uh, March 30th at 6 p.m. at Young Israel of New Hyde Park, that's 264-1577th Avenue in New Hyde Park. Uh, so people are right now coming, we have people coming, I know, from the Heights, from Brooklyn, from Queens, we have, you know, various places. Um, so we're hoping that anybody listening, uh, if you're not in the over 35 singles category, but you know singles that are over 35, please let them know, because there aren't a lot of events for this particular demographic. And we know that they're, that they, that this would really be good, something nice that they would be comfortable at. So please get the word out. Get the word out and make sure to sign up early. Yes, sign space up early. is limited. So. Space is definitely limited. And in the past, when in different settings, when I've done singles event, when I say it's closed, it's closed. So put it put down, Robinson. <laughs> because it doesn't help to have huge no, amounts correct, of people. Right. We want and this having is, people this show up at the door is also right. This is a, a deliberately small event. This is not 200 people. To keep it more intimate. We, it's intimate. We want you to meet everyone that's there. And if somebody would say. Is my Prince Charming or Princess Charming going to be there? I can't tell you if they are. But you, but for sure they're not going to be there if you don't go. Right. And maybe there won't be somebody at that event that meets the person you're looking for. But you know something? That person might we'll know, know somebody. somebody. They exactly. might have a sister, a cousin, 
or somebody they work with. The more you network, the more you talk with people, the bigger your possibilities are. So remember what we were speaking about earlier. It's important to get out there and to go, even though you might not want to or it might be difficult for you to make it. It's important and worth it for you to take the effort, take the time, make the commitment to go uh, to events just like this. Of course, there are many events coming up uh, for singles. This is just one of them, but this is a very important one with the opportunity to meet somebody in your age group, again, above 35, but at the same time, also be able to do a chesed and to give back and make packages for patients who are going to be at uh, North Shore University Hospital. If you have any questions about it, I'm very happy to speak with you. As I said, call me at 212-613-8188. If I'm not available, just leave a message. I will get back to you. Send me an email. Um, we want to hear from you. And, um, you know, we hope this, we're looking forward to this being a very, very positive and wonderful experience. So make sure to go either pass it along to somebody you know or go sign up now. Don't push it off because you don't want to sign up after it's too late. Make sure to take care of that now. Uh, Robinson, before we uh, let you go, one last uh, push of advice of encouragement to the 35-plus-year-old age group. I have been hearing in the past number of years of more and more people that are over 35, over 45, in their 50s and 60s that finally find that right person. So you never know when it can happen, just that you want... You want to be the person who's out there that people are wishing Mazel Tov to. As I said, this event is for people over 35. We don't have an end category, so we just want people to feel that they are welcome. Uh, we don't have, there's not a particular hashkafa on this event. So this is, we feel that when people are older, that they could, that they'll probably be a little bit more flexible. So we want you to feel that this is something that will work for you. The only real requirement is just that you're able to get there right. and that you're in the right. right age group. And if you are able to provide transportation and want to give somebody a ride, what a wonderful mitzvah, let us know about that too. Because there are people that have been calling us asking for rides. I, I don't know that I'll be able to accommodate them. Okay. Revitz and Junie Steinig, thank you so much for joining us here on The Jewish Reaction. We hope that everybody will go to the website, which is www.oucommunity.org slash singles. Uh, to sign up for the upcoming event, or of course, you could always call Rebbitz and Signing again at 212-613-8188. Rebbitz, I want to thank you for joining us. Wish you much success with the upcoming event and many more to come from here before Pesach and then again after Pesach. I want to thank you all for listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Make sure to tune in every week, Tuesday morning, immediately following Nachum on JM and the AM. Right here at NachumSiegel.com from 9 to 10. Of course, next week we'll be speaking with uh, members from the OU Kosher Department about Pesach and food and cleaning. Uh, something maybe you're looking forward to. Oh, absolutely. Nobody <laughs> loves cleaning for Pesach like you do, right? <laughs> You love it when it's all done. You feel so good when it's done. So I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to wish everybody a wonderful week. In our society, there is always the question of when enough is enough. Too much of a good thing can really create a problem. Can make something go haywire in the head. We should always have Rachmanas. And those people who have suffered from overexposure to this song... Everywhere I turn they're playing Every wedding, every dinner 
even on the plains, they're playing Rachem, Rachem, Rachem. Rachem, why is everybody singing Rachem? And why does everyone request that Rachem? I'm so sick of listening to Rachem. We can all remember That's a nice song Chazak, Mashiach They played all day But now they're forgotten Gone away Now it's Rachem Rachem I had a kumzitz in my shoe And a big chagiga in my school But they just sang over and over again Rachem, 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 Rachem Yeah, 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 I see that we have a problem Why don't you lie down? from the song Rachem. But you seem to have a negative reaction, which is probably something that happened to you in your childhood. Rachem. I'm so sick of listening to Rachem. Every place I go, they're playing Rachem. I try to shut it out, but all I hear is Rachem. Rachem, Rachem, I go to shul, Kedusha sounds like Rachem, I go to Europe, they're all playing Rachem, my cell phone rings, it's ringing Litvisha friends, they all sound the same When they open their mouths to sing Rachem But my Hasidish friends, who come from their heim They're singing Rachem, Rachem, Rachem I must admit, even though it makes me ill People everywhere love it still And I know this may sound lame But one day I think I'll miss
Join us as we welcome a great new cousin as he shares with us his vast knowledge of Hebrew and music. Mimkoi moi hu yifen soi fiya Tim laich volaini Akim Hakim, I'm waiting for me. Wait for me a minute. Kim Hakim, Anach Nuloch. Mosai Tim Loich.
this. I'm all about the check. It's all over the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New square, new square It's all about the Jews What they have to say Right through the very heart of it New square, new square I want to wake up In a city where fish can speak It's Kibaldi, Kibaldi And find I'm fish of the day Catch of the week The times and the news They're printing away Come on, the front page I'll make the world believe in me In old New Square If they say Okay, let me hear I'll squat it out Loud and clear It's up to me New Square New Square Excuse me Fish you got? You got the white fish? You got some pike? How about the some talking fish? New square, new square. I wanna wake up in a city with salmon and soul. Fish.